Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Welcome to the LUA Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Eric, and this is Listen Up America. Let's start off with what I'm not watching. The Olympics. I'd play the theme, but I don't want to. So just play it in your head. First of all, go woke, go broke. That's the Olympic theme. Viewership on the 10 or so channels NBC is playing this crap on is down 59%. Nobody is watching the Olympics. And that's unfortunate, but you're going to try and push your politics and your agendas down our throats in every form, way, and matter, they're going to get backlash. People vote with their wallet and they're not going to watch your nonsense. So down 59%. Congratulations. All the advertisers are upset. Really? You didn't see this coming? You really thought this was going to play out well for you? Yeah. Good luck. Simone Biles. She's the big story. She was the big story coming in. She's the big story there, and she is going to be the bigger story coming out. For all the wrong reasons, uh, is just befuddling to me. But here we go. Simone Biles, Olympic gold medalist from 2016 for Team USA, became a darling, like they all do, you know. Ever since Mary Lou, they all become America's darlings, and they should. They're adorable girls that put their bodies through hell. I mean, next to what cheerleading, it's like the worst sport you can do. It's more damaging to your body than football. But moms and dads and these girls are like, let's do it. Okay. Now, you know all about the history of Nasser and the sexual abuse that took place at the Caroli camp that the girls used to all go to, and that's where they bred champions and tortured them and all that other stuff. And, you know, you know about the sexual abuse. That's the Nasser thing. Uh, Simone was a victim of that, and many of these girls were. And that broke the system, which was good. And I've always said, adults ruin everything. And this is just another example of that, where power-hungry adults that are training and breeding future gymnastic champions and tormenting and torturing and abusing, all for the greater good. You know, their greater good. The adult greater good. Because the kids are going to be the ones on ESPN, but the older ones, they're going to be the ones that are going to go out there and recruit and make millions of dollars. It's, It's just... It's just a game. Now, from Little League to the Major Leagues, adults that uh, are in charge of this stuff, they ruin it. And I've got example after example of this nonsense. But to Simone Biles, she was the overwhelming favorite to win gold in just about every event she was entered in, from the all-around, the team, to the floor and the vault. I mean, I think there was a couple more she was even into. That they're like, nope, hands down, she's going to win. She's a superstar. A couple of months leading up to this, she's doing things dudes can barely do. There was word. I only saw one article. My wife showed me and said, look, they're going to judge her more harshly because she's better than everyone else. And I'm like, I'm looking around and I didn't see like CBS or Fox or ESPN talk about that. So either they just didn't want to talk about it or that one story was a bunch of bunk. But either way, if it's true that they were going to judge Simone Biles differently than all the other women because she's quote-unquote better, um, she, the coaches, Team USA, should have been raising holy hell about that. I mean, the first thing they would have done was like, well, she's a little black girl. You're going to judge a black girl? I mean, they could have gone to play the race card. They, but how do you judge someone just because she's better? She trained harder? She's just better? You're going to judge her differently? The point of this is the best athlete, and if she's the best – she would win the gold, fair and square. Well, she got to Tokyo, and she hit the floor, and she went to go do a vault, and she went running down, flippity-flop, hit the pommel horse thing, and zoom, and didn't land. Well, she didn't wipe out, but she stumble-bumbled. And uh, excuse number one, and it's an excuse. No matter where you lay on this, she's going to give you an excuse. She goes and tells her teammates, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You're going to have to finish without me. That statement, which was caught on film, she approached her teammates and told them, it's called quitting. It's an excuse, and it's called quitting. You can't frame it any other way. She chose to quit, to walk away. And you can see the girls kind of, I saw the video, It's they're puzzled. 
They are stunned. No one's like trying to talk her out of it or anything. You know, they give that angry pity girl hug when the girls get within about three feet of each other and they bend over at the waist and they put like their heads to the side and kind of tap, tap, tap with their hands on the shoulders. And it looks completely ingenuine. It looks fake. It looks forced. It looks like anger. And yeah, I'm just watching this all play out and I'm going, these girls just got quit on by their uh, uh, leader and they're pissed, but they say all the right things or say nothing. They just kind of no comment or, you know, she's got to do what she's got to do. Whatever. What else can you do? So the second excuse was she, she blamed it on the twisties. And that is apparently something when you're in gymnast and in that world and you're doing flips and flops, you, you get a twisty, you get like lost while up in the air. And I'm thinking like, like a vertigo thing. That's kind of weird to just come up like that, but no, it's not a vertigo thing. It's just twisting. Well, there's more information because she gives a third excuse because she goes to mental health. So I guess that would be the third excuse. She's talking about, you know, my mental health, my mental health, I'm a mess. I just couldn't get right. And that one bothered me a lot. Because that is the ultimate cop-out for Americans. And it could be younger, but I'm hearing a lot of people quitting and just not want to try because it's not going well and it's not going their way. She stumbled. you got two things to do when you stumble. You step up and give it another shot because you get like three shots at it. Or you lay down. And I, for the life of me, have never seen an Olympic athlete other than maybe this year. But I don't remember any time in the past an athlete quitting. I've seen them get injured and broken leg. I've seen Mary Decker back in the 84 Olympics get tripped up by Zola Budd and stumble down to the ground, and she didn't quit. She kept running, came in last place, the whole thing. But she didn't quit. I've seen people do that all the time in track and field. There was a, an instance at this Olympics, the steeplechase. The guys, two guys are winning, and the guy goes over, and he stumbles and falls, and the guy who's in second place stops, helps him up. And at the end of it, they're like, why did you stop to help me? You could have won. And he goes, I don't want to win that way. That's the Olympic spirit. That's, see, that was a thing back, you know, a year ago called the Olympic spirit. It was forever. And it's like winning wasn't everything. Competing, heart, representing, fighting to the end. That's what it was about. Because if it was about winning, only three countries, maybe four, would show up for this thing. And that would be America, Russia, China, and Japan. Oh, by the way, they're the four metal leaders. Everybody else has like two or three or one or whatever. So I'm sitting there going, it's not about winning. Philippines got its first gold medal like ever. And it was a weightlifter girl who weighs like a, maybe, maybe 90 pounds. I mean like a hundred, you know, just nothing. She won. That's huge for the Philippines. That's what this is all about, but not when you're a spoiled rotten American. And I'm sorry. I think she's spoiled rotten. She has all these endorsements. She's, you know, she talks about the pressure and I've seen and heard broadcasters out there talking about she faces the most pressure than anyone. I'm like, no, pressure is when you're not prepared. And I have told my kids and their friends that in sports, physical is great. Mental is where you win. And any athlete worth their salt that has played sports will tell you that the mental toughness is what will put you over. You've heard of the term being in the zone. That's the mental. That's your brain taking over your body and putting you in this kind of euphoric, zen, perfect moments of whatever I'm about to do is going to go amazing, and it's stuff I didn't even know I could do, and it's going to go in, or I'm going to kick it further or harder, or I'm going to, so whatever sport it is that you're doing, I'm going to jump and twist and nail and stick, and my toes won't even bounce when I hit that mat. They're just going to boom, stick. That's the mental part. And I always tell my kids, 60 plus percent, 60 to 80 percent of, of sports is mental. It's just mental. Preparing, knowing what's expected, getting your mind right, going out there with either the chip on your shoulder, the attitude, the uh, you can't carry my cup kind of attitude, whatever it is. Because you did your training. You prepared your body. You've gotten yourself to a point where you can now go compete, but your mind will get you to the winner's circle. And I watched Simone Biles quit on one jump and blamed twisties and, and mental and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, there's more to this story. In 2016, Simone Biles tested positive during the Rio Olympics for Ritalin. And then she came out immediately on social media and said, and I didn't even know about this. I don't even remember this coming out because I would have been like, huh. Ritalin is used for people with ADHD. And of course she claimed, oh, I have ADHD. Okay. Well, do you? I don't know. 
I'm not a doctor. I just look at it from a coachy parent perspective of athletes. My boys were runners in high school. My youngest will be a runner in college after this senior year. He's being recruited. I've told you guys that. It's very exciting. He's got a coach that just spoke with this week that's going to be flying out in September to come visit him and a young lady that he wants from California on his program back in Wisconsin. It's like, pretty cool. So that being said, I've seen things in events, be it league meets, being at an invitationals where you got just hundreds of schools at uh, the Rose Bowl or something like that, where we go run in the multiple cross-country events and things. And things I've seen. I've seen kids on our own team do this, and I have had a huge problem with it. And I went to CIF about it because what these kids were doing was very and is very dangerous. But we'll do anything to get the win. We'll do anything to get the PR. And I've told my boys, we will not. We'll play with the rules, and that'll be good enough. You'll sleep best at night knowing you mentally prepared, you physically prepared. We're not taking any drugs to get us to, in this case, for Simone, it was to help her focus, and I'll get more into that. But see, the kids in cross-country were taking asthma inhalers that were not theirs, that they did not have a prescription for, that don't have asthma, and they give a shot or two just before they went to go run. And find out what CIF is, it's not banned. Now, I'll tell you firsthand, that's a performance-enhancing drug. It opens up your lungs and allows more blood and more oxygen into your lungs, which can make you go faster and harder, longer, because you have more oxygen in your body than the other people. It's cheating. They know it's cheating. But I'm watching this get passed around. I'm like, ho, ho, look at the coach, and he just, I'm just not going to look at it. I'm like, hey, yo, fool. If one of these kids has a stroke and gets an embolism in their lung while running, and I'm the one that sees them doing this, you think I'm going to sit there and say, this one used the asthma inhaler, and that coach didn't pay any attention to it. I'll get you all in trouble. I will hold you all accountable. You're just going to use your kid in high school as a guinea pig because you want them to, they're not even that fast. There's a couple of kids, like on our girl team, we got a couple of girls that are pretty good, and they've been like that for 15 years. But I'm watching seven other girls and six other boys doing it. That um, You can't even beat my son when he's having an eh day. And you're going to shoot up? And that's all they're doing is shooting up. It's disgusting. But this is what we do. Adults ruin everything. They're either encouraging this because it came from somewhere. I mean, doesn't mom who has that inhaler for their kid go, damn, I just got that for you yesterday. Why is it empty already? Oh, I gave it to everybody on the team. Oh, okay. Is that the conversation? Because it kept happening. Or do we just ignore it? Oh, you need another one? There's a, there's a box of them in there. Take what you need. That's how stupid people are. So Simone Biles admits to be taking Ritalin. And we know Ritalin has the side effect of laser focus. So I'm going to go in in the beginning and say, her 2016 thing, <laughs> there's an asterisk there for me. She took a drug to get her to focus to do what she needed to do. She couldn't do it without it. Were all the other gymnasts on Ritalin? No. But she tested positive. Nobody else on the team did. She did. Here's the thing about Japan. Ritalin is illegal. You cannot get a prescription for it unless there is a, a particular reason for it. But just, you know, you got ADHD. They don't, they don't let that fly. It has to be more serious than that. But found this interesting. The Olympics in Tokyo said you can file for exemptions. You just have to file the paperwork. I don't know if she did or didn't. If the team did, if Team USA, the coaches, I don't know if they did. But what I find interesting is what it does, how it works. You know, she was allowed like 2.16 grams of this. I don't know how much that is. I don't know if that's like a three-day supply. I don't know. I have no experience with Ritalin and that kind of stuff. So I'm just going off uh, just common sense, just asking questions about this now. She's going to be there for a couple of weeks. She's going to be in events for a couple of weeks. Because they start off with team, then they go to the uh, individual stuff, and it kind of it kind of meanders through. And the guys are going to be, but it's kind of a thing. It goes on for a while because the girls have to have a chance to recuperate because it is a brutal sport. And common sense says she was in withdrawals; she didn't bring any. Or some people say she's been out so long that it is very easily to abuse. And instead of taking one a day or two a day and ten a day, just like painkillers, just like any drug. She could be abusing them. She could be taking 10, 12 a days, and the twisties could be, in fact, a side effect of withdrawal. Been taking drugs, been taking drugs, been taking drugs, and you stop doing it. 
You know how you feel? You know what it does to you? This would do that. This would give you the twisties. So in the end, Simone quit on her team, made several excuses, and still hasn't officially come out and said, I'm cold turkey on Ridland and it just messed me up. And how they didn't mentally prepare for that in the first place, like, well, we're going to need all this. Um, something, every one of those girls, if they needed it, and they're only allowed so much, and she had to have it, why didn't every girl just bring 2.16 grams of oil for it and just give it all to Simone? I don't know. Because they don't like her, I'm guessing. But this whole thing, you know, people have been calling it, she's so courageous. She's so brave. She's a hero. I'm like, wait, what? Um, no. That, that's not, that's the opposite of all that. I mean, it's like you guys remember the movie Hoosiers, right? Jimmy Chitwood, he's the guy that made all the shots and carried the team to the state finals, little school versus the big school, the Butler Fieldhouse of Indiana. And Jimmy walks out on the court and goes, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't be there, guys. This is just too much. I got to go. And just walks off the court. He's so heroic. No, Jimmy played his ass off and won the game with his teammates, but he carried the team. This is insane. How about Rudy? Rudy, Rudy. Kid goes to college for four years at Notre Dame. Walk on. Just keep showing up to practice. Get beaten up. Get beaten up. He just wants to play on the team. Thinks he's paying the price. He's going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Coach makes a promise. Coach gets fired. New coach comes in. He's like, this guy's no, no, no. Last game for Rudy. And this is a true story. Last game. If this is the Simone Biles project, we'd be just like, I'm out of here. I'm never going to play. I'm just going home. You're such a hero. Uh, no. He stayed. And with like a minute in the game to go, the crowd, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And the announcer's like, I don't know what the crowd's chanting, but it, oh, I'm told it's Rudy. Oh, that's the kid down there. Da, 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 da. And they tell a little story. Well, Rudy got to go on the field. And his first time ever playing college football, He's on the kickoff team, and he goes down there, and he makes a tackle. And the coaches on defense are like, just stay out there. Just stay out there. And he stays out. And uh, Rudy gets a sack on the quarterback at the end of the game and is carried off the field. The only player in like 40-some, 50 years, I guess it's like yeah, 40-some plus years, carried off the field by his teammates. Walk on. That's brave and courageous and heroic. Eddie the Eagle, you remember him? The big, like, 300-pound Englishman who could only ski jump, you know, maybe 10 feet and then would wipe out every time because he's so big. And there's no mountains in England to practice on. They're just like, little, they couldn't do this. The dude went and did it. He crashed, he crashed, he crashed, and he made a landing. Did he win a medal? No. That was brave. That was a set of nuts on that guy. He's an idiot, but this is his dream. This is what he wanted. That's what this is all about. Simone Biles is complicated. And he got a jerk off like Colin Cowherd. Cannot stand that guy. He's a sports radio host. He called the, uh, the Herd, his name of the show. Colin Cowherd. He's just Colin Cowherd. He's just a punk. The guy, I guarantee he's never played a sport in his life. He weighs like a buck 15. Just a mealy little white guy. And he sits there and with a straight face says, the pressure of, uh, that Simone Biles faces it was unique that Michael Jordan and Tom Brady never faced this kind of pressure. Is this on? Are you kidding me? Michael Jordan damn near killed himself. And some would say his dad died because of it. There's a story about that. You have to look up Michael Jordan's dad. With Michael's commitment and desire and the pressure, he won a championship. Then he won another. Then he won another. It became it, The NBA was the Michael Jordan show. Everybody knows this. The only reason he didn't win more is because he stepped away. That's where his dad comes into play. People think there's extortion and so forth going on. So he had to give it up to save his dad and anyway. But Michael Jordan played a game, a finals game against Utah. The entire game. The night before, he got the flu. Temperature, puking, the whole thing. Ever play a basketball game? I played basketball in high school. Football. I played those. And if you're dehydrated and you're running a fever, you're not doing good. Yeah, Mike played the game. Oh, by the way, he won the series on a shot at the end of the game against one of the better defenders in the league at the time. Jockstrap went that way. Michael went that way. Ball went in the hole. Thanks for playing. And the dude won the game with the flu. Didn't quit. Didn't go, can't play dudes. Got to go to the locker room and just chill out and IV up. Nope, he played. 
I'm just like, Tom Brady. Oh, by the way, won the Super Bowl again last year. And just come to find out, he had a torn knee ligament, the MCL, the entire year. Played with it. Did you know it? Nope. Why? It's none of your business. It's not going to give anybody a clue about what's going on with himself. Pressure? The dude wins Super Bowls all the time. With or without Bill Belichick. Pressure? The dude has more rings than he has fingers on a hand. No. <laughs> like, are you people kidding me? Every year, people like Colin Coward, he's done. He's over. He's never going to win. He's, a, he's, he's done. He should, and he wins Super Bowl. The guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Why? Tom Brady was never the greatest athlete. Look at his rookie draft photo. Watch him play. He's slow. He's methodical. He's the smartest guy on the field. Oh, you mean the mental thing? Yeah, mental. Played an entire season with the torn MCL. Mental. He didn't focus on the negative. He focused on the positive and what he can control. Win, lose, or draw. Pretty cool. And if he'd lost, the same information would have come out, you know, three, four, five months after the fact like this did. He wouldn't have come out at the press going, yeah, we only lost because of my knee. Dude never makes excuses like that. But Simone Biles is. And I blame corporate America as much as I blame social media. But she has to take responsibility. If she's got an issue with Ritalin that gave her the twisties, she's got bigger problems. And uh, this whole outpouring both sides, I'm, you know, I don't really care. But this is what sucks. Here's Brave. You didn't know because you don't watch and nobody cares. But a couple of years ago, a judo fighter from Iran was at the world championships and was told by his coaches to lose on purpose in the semifinals because they did not want him to face touch fight an Israeli athlete. He defected right after that event at the world championships. He bailed. He went to Mongolia. He just won the silver medal at the Olympics this year for Mongolia. He fought everyone he's supposed to do with it. And he dedicated the medal to Israel. The athlete that you've never heard of, his name is, and forgive me, and I'm, I know everybody would have a hard time because it is an Iranian name. It looks like it's Saeed Molay, S-A-E-I-D. And his last name's Molay, M-O-L-L-A-E-I. That's courage. That's brave. That's heroic. The man stood up for something against his own government who told him to lay down because we don't want you touching a filthy Jew. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't care about any of that. I just want to fight. The guy won the silver medal. That's amazing. That's stories we should be talking about. But 59% of the audience is not watching, so nobody knows about it. And then NBC on its 10 channels aren't talking about it. It's not good enough. We're going to talk about Simone Biles. She's going to be more famous coming out of this thing for doing nothing, except maybe, and I'm, I say maybe, being a Ritalin addict. And she crashed and burned. But she was not mentally prepared at the slightest. And I say this because Ritalin, what it does, I, I find it to be, it's fake. That everything she's accomplished isn't real. I don't like steroids in baseball or football. I don't like any of that stuff. It's not real. I, I was just as mad at uh, Lance Armstrong. Cheated. Cost him a testicle and everything. And his life and marriage cost him everything. Live Strong was like one of the biggest charity things in the world. No, no, no. You cheated. This country a week ago couldn't stand cheaters. And I don't, I mean, I, I thought this girl was amazing. I've seen her do her thing. So it's not, you know, don't me, well, you're being racist. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with race. This has to do with your real ability your execution, and your choices. And frankly, she showed up at the uh, American trials with a stitched goat on her shoulder in like the bling, that, that bling that they wear in their outfits, a goat. She's declaring, I'm the greatest. You go out there with that on your shoulder, and then a week later, you go to the Olympics, and you lay that turd, and then you, you know, mental health. Twisties, uh, you know, yeah, Ritalin. Didn't have any of that. Oh, you ain't the goat. Carrie Strug, ring a bell to anyone. The girl had a broken leg. Caroli picks her up, carries her down. She stands there. This is the mental part, people. The body's broken. Her mind just flips a switch and says, I'm going to run down this thing. I'm going to ignore the pain. I'm going to hit my vault, and I'm going to stick the freaking landing, and we're going to win. And she ran down that ramp. 
She focused on her launch, her post, and her landing. You're welcome. She won the gold medal for Team USA with a broken leg. She healed. She's a hero. But she will never be to the level that Simone Biles is because the media, the left wing, corporate America, which is, as I, we've been talking about, is totally in on communism, socialism, as long as they're at the top of the food chain. They're all in. She's going to make more money coming out of this. Is going to be a bigger hero for quitting. I got a huge problem with this. Oh, by the way, Suni Lee won. Do you know who she is? Nope. Will you know who she is after? Nope. There are like zero articles out there about her winning. And there's nothing but articles out there of people standing up and defending or they're breaking down or attacking or either way. They're on both sides. It's all about Simone Biles. Suni Lee did it right. Did it honest, worked her butt off. She's going to the University of Auburn in the fall. And she's Hmong. That's her heritage. From And she's up and living in Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Hmong, if y'all remember, Gran Torino, the people that live in the neighborhood that Clint Eastwood lives in, they're Hmong. Vietnam, Vietnamese, if you weren't aware of all that. But they're the hill people of Vietnam. She won. She beat everyone. And I thought it was also interesting the girl that came in third place was a lady from Brazil. No one has ever meddled from South America in gymnastics. And she comes out, and I'm like, well, Brazil's pretty athletic. They got the volleyball players. We all know about the soccer. Oh, by the way, um, if they're not number one, they're number two behind us in MMA, they can fight. <laughs> so, like, Brazilians are pretty amazing. But for the first time, a girl in Brazil got the bronze. But you'll never hear anything about this other than here. Suni Lee is your world champion, Olympic champion, American hero that you'll never, you won't see one commercial, nothing. It's all about Simone. All the press conferences, all the newspaper articles, it's all about her. And uh, that's not how this is supposed to go. But these corporations have got a lot of money invested in her. And, uh, you know, she's got a lot in herself. I mean, for, and I can't say this enough, to put a goat on your shoulder, on your uniform, and then... Quit at the Olympics as soon as it starts. And my point, and they're not talking about this. You have beyond embarrassed yourself. You are nowhere near what you think you are. You bought the hype, Simone. You may have tricked some people along the way when it came to the Ritalin issues. It's an enhancing drug. It is. It's banned in some sports because of what it is able to do. And it shouldn't be allowed. Not in sports. And if it's not allowed... 2016 doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Simone Biles isn't even on the team. She took medicine to make her better than everyone else. And then she quit. So I just want you all, you know, hey, I'm proud of you all for not watching. That's great. You know, you got to send the message. There's a lot of great stories out there. and You're not going to hear about any of them. It's just the way it is. And like I said, you go woke, you go broke. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. COVID time. Don't touch me, I'm sterile. A lot of good news coming. <laughs> good is sarcastic, by the way. There's a lot going on. I mean, we all know about the mask thing now. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I want to start off the updates on COVID. The World Health Organization, the WHO, right? The people that have been kissing China's ass, they took like nine, ten months to even bother going over there, and then went over, they got a tour. It was like a Disneyland tour. Over here is the Matterhorn. Over here is the haunted house. And thank you for coming. That was it. There was no behind the scenes. There was no information given. They just, they lied, they placated, and the Who just played off like, oh yeah, we got everything we needed. Well, as of like three days ago, the Who director admits to prematurely dismissing lab leak theory, says China needs to be more transparent. Well, it's only a year and a half later. I told you, there is nothing. It's all gone. Scrubbed. People involved are dead. It's gone. It's over. 
The Who director, General Tedros Adenon, I can't even say his last name, Gibrisis, admitted that China had been less than forthcoming about requests for information related to the source of the pandemic and called for their cooperation. China needs to be transparent and open and cooperate. China's reply, no. This is unbelievable, right? So we got that. Then, here we go, World Health Organization demands audits of Chinese labs, admits first cases did not come from the Wuhan wet market. Okay, for everybody out there that was screaming, you're so full of crap, this is an animal thingy. They just said, after a year and a half of saying, no, the wet market, the wet market, today they said, Eric is right, it's not the wet market. Well, Eric, you're not a scientist, how would you know? Because I use common sense and I'm not stupid. The lab there in Wuhan studies bat viruses. We gave them over $600,000, Fauci, to them to study this. And you know, no one asks, why are we studying a bat virus that doesn't exist, but it now exists, and we don't have a vaccine for it? This doesn't smell weird to any of you. Like, uh, I think what we're going to do is weaponize it. Because I've told you, the army of China has been working with this specific lab to do this very thing. And the only one that's got a shocked face on it is you people. The media, the Democrats. Are you kidding me? China's like, yep. There's another article out there from China. This, this one's too good. And you're thinking, it can't get worse. Oh, it can, and it will. I told you, this truth is going to keep pouring out. They're going to catch up to what I've been saying for over a year. And we're all going to go, and no one's going to apologize and say, I'm sorry, Eric, you were right, and I was wrong, and I'm sorry that I said all these horrible things about you, and all da 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 You won't say any of that. He'll just move on. Wuhan lab chief ordered scientists to not talk about COVID origins in leaked email amid leak storm. U.S. cables reveal. U.S. State Department correspondence obtained through Freedom of Information requests points to more evidence of how the Communist Party tried to control the narrative during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. No! Communists squelching information and saying as little or nothing and taking no responsibility, that never happens. <laughs> it's just, they were told this in January of 2020. This is before Pelosi was doing her love-in in the uh, San Francisco Asian market. This is before all that. This is when Trump was just getting information that he knew the State Department knew but didn't share with him, and we just kind of played this down, and you know, Fauci with his nonsense all began. Scientists in China at the Wuhan lab were told, shut up, don't say a word. And remember, the one lady escaped, and she's been talking because she has a conscience. She's a true scientist that's like, what, what are we doing? Why are we letting it, what's, you know, this is not what its purpose is, and it was completely misused. And here we are, a bunch of dead people. Eh, there's a new variant. I will get there. This is unbelievable. The WHO, which was standing up for China because China was paying their bills. Remember, we decided, uh -uh, we're not playing this game. We're not going to foot the bill and be told, you know, that you're China's puppet. We're, we're wrong on everything. Forget it. Then let China foot the bill. Here we are. Now who's like, oh yeah, you know, China, it, it looks lab. Lab theory looks, you know, we need more information. You're never going to get it. They're scrambling to cover their own ass right now. That's all that is. Well, we asked, so it's not our fault. Uh-huh. This is one big cahoot. They're all in it together. And now everyone's digging their heels in and scrambling to save their own skins. I mean, last week, I told you, they're going to shut this entire country down in September. Schools, everyone's going to be back to doing school from home and all that stuff. Teacher unions, you know, speaking out. We're not doing nothing. LA Unified. Hey, we're going to... We're going to test every employee and every student once a week in L.A. You know, there's like a million kids. So what, are you going to take half a day a week to do just that? And then what, send them home for I don't even know how this works logistically and logically. How does that work? How do you test someone? And I assume you got to wait a day, half a day for a result. If you test them and just let the day happen and tomorrow you kick them out, what was the point of the test? Don't you have to have a, a negative test to go? But if you wait and it's... Then you've infected everyone. I mean, that's, that's the chaos, right? Never let a crisis go to waste. Let's just create it, make it bigger. This is what happens when the idiots are in charge. But they were screaming, Biden, Saki, 
everyone's screaming on the left. The unvaccinated are killing everybody. Oh, except 20% of those that were admitted in LA County were fully vaccinated. Oh, so it's not everybody. That's just the early numbers. How about this? In the state of Massachusetts, 74% of the cases right now of COVID that are hospitalized are from those that were fully vaccinated. What? Yeah. This is my shock face. If you see it, you'd be just like <sighs> shaking his head, rolling his eyes. Kind of like that Iron Man meme that you see where Tony Stark just kind of rolls his eyes. with. Our, that's me. That's my, that's my face right now. You've got Pfizer out there screaming, got to get your third dose. Looks like you got to get your third dose. Because <laughs> the first two work so good. <laughs> now nah, this isn't about money. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> nope. Got Walgreens running commercials all over the country. Come get your vaccines here at Walgreens. No appointment necessary. Yeah, it's not about money. No, nope, not at all. Remember, every reported death that they could label COVID, those hospitals got more money. That, that's fact. It happened. And it's happening. That's why I said everybody that died in a hospital got slapped with COVID. Look, they got the COVID that killed them. Give me the money. That's why the numbers are a bunch of crap. It's nowhere near as high. You got the Delta variant. Oh, it's worse. They keep saying it's worse. Well, it seems to be, I guess, more easily spread. Is I guess you can go with that. Someone compared it's like chicken pox. I'm like, wow, my kids haven't even had chicken pox, and I haven't seen a case of chicken pox forever. And I remember hearing about it with the people coming across the border four or five years ago, had it, and some other lovely things that we wiped out, but they're bringing it back. But I'm like, I don't know how relevant that is, but okay. So it spreads easier. Here's the thing they're not, he, do you notice they're not talking about a death rate with Delta and bodies stacking up. They're talking about beds being full because I'm going to kind of go with the snowflake mentality. I think I got COVID. And they probably have a mild case and they're in the hospital. Okay. Beds are, this is ridiculous. They're filling up. Uh-huh. Because you're making, you're planting all these seeds in the media by telling everyone this is the worst thing ever, but it's not. People are not dying from Delta. No, nowhere near the rate of the original. Nowhere near. Numbers came out for young people. For every million out there, young people, the numbers are about three have died. And most of those three had extenuating health issues. Three out of a million. Gotta wear your masks. You gotta wear your masks. It is. <laughs> There's new data. It comes out all the time. This is the science, people, that fully vaccinated people have a higher likelihood of spreading the virus than people like me. Well, how's that? Well, maybe this thing you're sticking in your body ain't so good, isn't so efficient, and isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Maybe I, who has not been vaccinated, that doesn't get the flu, has not had COVID, lives his life and goes out and mingles and hangs out with friends and goes to the restaurants and all that stuff. Maybe my immune system beat it up, it's in there, and it'll never harm me. And if you've got a weak immune system, I guess you come near me, I guess you could get it. Even if you're fully vaccinated, there seem to be issues. And you wonder why I have an issue and other people going like, if it's not working, why are we taking it? Well, it'll make it less worse. Um, this is an opinion. How do you know? This will not be FDA approved anytime soon. And if it is, you should run for the hills. I've told you, it takes seven to 10 years for vaccines to get thoroughly tested and assured and then cleared. I mean, for goodness sakes, the CDC tells you, do not eat Caesar salads because Caesar salad dressing has raw egg in it and you will get sick. How many people eat Caesar salads every day in this country? It's on every menu of every restaurant out there. Did you know the CDC recommends you not eat meat, red meat, unless it is medium well, that means brown, shoe leather, that if you eat it at medium or medium rare level, that it is not recommended that you do that. That's all I eat. If, if it's even close to like medium and not so quite medium rare, I'll send it back and get another one because I want my meat medium rare. It tastes better. Yeah. 
Things like this. The CDC recommends a lot of stuff. And they're recommending now, and so is the Surgeon General, that for those that are fully vaccinated, you need to wear a mask indoors. Okay. Why? And see, people like Peter Ducey of Fox News are asking, why? Why? Why do people have to wear a mask? If you got the vaccine, you told us if you got the vaccine, because Biden said it in May, for those that are fully vaccinated, they don't need to wear a mask. We've all been told this for a couple of months now. Now, all of a sudden, school's coming back. Everybody that's going to be indoors that's been fully vaccinated needs to wear a mask. Why? What was the point of the vaccine? Why are they deciding to make all these decisions? If you're fully vaccinated and you feel good about it, good for you. If I'm not, and you have been, I, in theory, cannot make you sick because you got a vaccine. <gasps> well, I'm so worried about it, I might spread it. Uh, don't worry about that because I'm not worried. If I was worried, I'd take the vaccine. I'm not worried about that. Again, there are 335 million people in this country and counting every day, southern border. And still, we haven't had a flu number, as big as the flu number, on people that have gotten it. It's nowhere near that. Less people are getting infected, and now with Delta, barely anyone's dying. But we're panicking, and we're going to scream, because it's about power and control and money. St. Fauci, President Fauci, whatever you want to call him, he's blasting a North Carolina congressman. His name's Madison uh, Cawthorn, who criticized Fauci and told him they were, he's calling for criminal consequences. <laughs> Here's what Fauci's reply was. Where does he come off? He played the, do you know who I am card? He literally puts, we come off because you're lying. There's a montage out there. It has watermarks on it, and I'm not going to pay for it. But you've all heard it. Masks are not theater. You don't have to wear it. They cause more problems. They're not actually good, the ones that are out there anyway. They don't stop anything. You got to wear two. Then you don't. Then you got to wear them again, and then you don't. It's back and forth all the time. Science changes is his go-to. Well, I just laid out a bunch of science for you. He's not talking about it. He should face criminal charges. He is lying. And it's only going to get more indignant and worse for him and us because he's going to ride this sucker to jail. We have to win the House and the Senate in 22. Have to, because it's the only way that some bitch is going to jail. It has to happen. Now, we go through this. We got a clip yeah, talking about masks from the devil's spawn Saki. Play it. On the CDC guidance, why did the president say, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask? Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask, if it was possible that that was going to turn out not to be true. Well, Peter, I think we're all dealing with an evolving virus uh, where there's no playbook and no historic precedent. And what the American people should feel confident in is that we are going to continue to be guided by science, look at public health data in order to provide new guidance if it's needed to save lives, protect the American people. When he made those comments back in May, uh, we were dealing with a very different strain of the virus than we were uh, than we are today. And Delta is more transmissible. It's spreading much more quickly. It was nearly non-existent in the United States back in May. And so my last one would be, you guys have been saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If that is coming from the CDC, is the president satisfied with the leadership at the CDC right now? The president is satisfied uh, with the fact that they are continuing to look at public health data uh, and give provide public health guidance to the American public about how they can protect their lives and the lives of loved ones around them. And if it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated still, then why do vaccinated people need to put the masks back on? Well, Peter, first of all, I would say again, just to go back to this chart, which I will handily point to again, if you were vaccinated, if you were vaccinated, your it can save your life. And I think the clear data shows um, that this pandemic is killing, is hospitalizing, is making people very sick who are not vaccinated. That can still continues to be the case, uh, regardless of what the mask guidance looks like. If the vaccines work, which this sign says that they do, then why do people who have had the vaccine need to now wear masks, the same as people who have not had it? Because the public health uh, leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is a way to make sure they're protected, their loved ones are protected, uh, and that's an extra step given the transmissibility of the virus that people, uh, that they're advising people to take. Go ahead, Steve. You heard that, right? 
how she didn't explode into flames and the devil himself didn't grab her and just said, enough of you, you're coming to hell, and just pull her down. They're so full of crap. You just said, and everyone says, if you get the vaccine, that's why you say, you got to get the vaccine to live. You got to get the vaccine to live. If you don't get it, you're going to die. Except we're not dying. Not, nowhere near the numbers of the original a year ago. This Delta variant is not even like the flu. It's meh. It's not even as spreadable as the flu. It's meh. But they've created such a panic and such confusion that people that aren't paying attention, which is most of America, let their minds go. And they're going, oh, I'm sick. I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess. I don't know what to do. Take me to the hospital. And the hospital's going to take you because they're going to get paid. They ain't kicking any of you out unless you're Kaiser. Told you about my son who was sick. I'm like, would you have COVID? He goes, I don't know. I just don't feel good. And they sat there and argued with him for 30 minutes on whether they could let him in or not. But they're sitting here taking patients hand over fist that just don't feel well. Admitting them. Getting their money. But if you have the vaccine, why do you got to wear the mask? If you say the vaccine works, why do you have to do these things? You just said that it worked. So why? Well, we're just trying to, just following the data and the, it's just verbal sewage. That's all it is. It's garbage. Everything she said was a lie. Every bit of it. No one with a brain cell can go, if I take a vaccine, goals to make me not get sick keeps me safe. So I got to wear a mask and I can't do anything and I can't go anywhere because I got the vaccine. I mean, I was just reading an article today, you know, the NFL is going crazy. Get vaccine or if you don't and, and your team gets like crazy on COVID and you lose a bunch of players, you will forfeit the game and that'll be the end of it. So they're finding ways to force the players to do this. And you got old guys that are retired 20, 30 years saying, you're not a good teammate if you don't get vaccine. You don't care about winning. That has nothing to do with nothing. The pressure coming from all angles. The Kansas City Chiefs, their team colors are red, white, yellow. Patrick Mahomes, those guys, right? And uh, practice right now, the vaccinated players are wearing a green wristband. Look at me, I'm vaccinated, I got a green wristband. And so it begins. If you're not wearing one, you'll be ostracized. You'll be ignored, put off to the side. And some players are just like, they're contemplating retiring. Say, screw this. I made my money. I ain't going to play this bullshit game. It's just bullshit. Sorry for the language, but it just is. White owners are losing their minds because they're going, they're going to blame the ratings because it ain't just an Olympic thing. Football is going to feel it. And I'm telling you all, don't go. Tell your friends, don't go. Don't support. Don't buy a ticket. Don't do anything. You want to stop this? Don't go to a game for a week. Watch what happens. But they're going to blame the unvaccinated for everything, and they're not the problem. I've given you documentation and evidence that shows that vaccinated people are as or more sick and filling hospital beds than, than people like me, the unvaccinated. The state of Massachusetts, 74% of their beds are from people that are fully vaccinated. An entire freaking state. Okay. So yeah, Chiefs, I'm vaccinated. Look at my green band. Football players are stupid like everyone else. I like money. Mongo must run. Uh-huh. You put that poison in your body. And these are the same guys that complain about brain damage. Playing a sport as reckless as they do. These guys haven't been playing proper defensive tackling technique football for 20 plus years. You do not put your head down where you're staring at the ground and you cannot see the target. And then... Throw your head and spine in alignment into someone's chest like a torpedo. It will hurt you. It could cripple you. It will mess up your brain because it's like a car accident. And if you do that 12 times a game and you do that 16 games a year for 10 years, yeah. Learn how to tackle, play shorter, I don't care. But to sit there and bitch about it. Sorry, I just go on a tangent like that sometimes. You chose this. You want to get the vaccine, get it. You guys wearing those green bands, you're all good. Are you not paying attention? You're part of the solution. You don't have to wear a mask. Oh, wait, now you do. So now you're, you're totally good, but you got to wear a mask. Oh, but 74% of you are going to be in the hospital. <gasps> what? You're just going to blame somebody else? You got the vaccine. It's no one else's fault. Unless the vaccine isn't very good. Oh, so either way, I'm right. 
Wall Street Journal board hits the Dems and media on avoiding gain-of-function research accountability. They call it inexcusable. The Wall Street Journal editorial board is accusing the media of groupthink. Basically, they're all a bunch of liberals that are going to just preach what they're going to preach. In avoiding coverage of potential gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology because doing so might give credence to people like Senator Rand Paul and guys like Eric on Listen Up America. They're all getting pissed about this, going, you cannot just dismiss it like you did. There's too much information that says, uh -uh. you can't do it like that. It's not possible. Nature has never done this before in the genetic sequence. Never. Human beings have done it. Done it a lot. That's how they do it. You sit here and you just want to strangle people. This is so insane. Hey, you guys remember all the nursing home deaths, right? In Michigan and New York and California. Remember all that, right? Pennsylvania was on that list too. A lot of people, 80 years and older living in nursing homes, were going to the hospital and then they weren't kept at the hospital. They go send them back to the nursing homes. And then everybody in the nursing home started dying. Remember when it first started up in Seattle, like a nursing home, an entire nursing home, boom, like 200 people died. Sent one to hospital, sent them back, everyone died. Don't worry, Biden's Department of Justice will no longer be investigating those states and the governors and the decisions made to kill those people. Nothing to see here. So Cuomo and Newsom and whatever the chucklehead in Washington State is. Whitmer, you guys don't have to sweat or worry nothing. It's all good. Keep killing the old ones. We won't send no one to check it out. Well, unfortunately, there are some journalists out there, actual journalists, that are not going to let this one go. And they're going to chew on this bone, and they're going to dig, and they're going to overturn everything. This will be huge because Democrat governors murdered and are responsible with their policy decisions of thousands upon thousands of senior citizens that were living in these senior centers. But nope, DOJ's got nothing to do there. Not going to look at Hunter Biden, nothing else. They're just going to go looking after, like, Trump's taxes. Okay. They are so desperate. And this is the thing that really bothers me. When you really get down to it, they are incredibly desperate to make sure we all take this. It doesn't work because I'm still going to have to wear a mask. And people, Massachusetts, is all their beds are full of people that have been fully vaccinated. So it doesn't matter. But they are so desperate to have this poison put into your body. If 74% of the people just to help you all out with the math, are fully vaccinated, and there they account for 74% of the people in the hospital, it's poison. They are so overwhelmingly desperate. I'm just like, damn. They are not just like, you should and I recommend. They're like, well, Biden said this. The vaccines are safe, highly effective. There's nothing political about them. That's why after six months of extraordinary work and effort, Today, I'm laying out additional steps we should be taking to deliver these life-saving vaccines to more Americans. So today, I'm calling on all states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. I know the pain people who get vaccinated it might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. But here's the deal. If incentives help us beat this virus, I believe we should use them. We all benefit if we can get more people vaccinated. But in addition to providing incentives to encourage vaccination, it's time to impose requirements on key groups to make sure they're vaccinated. <clears throat> so you got that, right? They're perfectly safe. They work amazingly, but it doesn't work amazingly. I want you to take $100 from all the money I've given you. Well, that's all spent. That's gone. <laughs> Going to pay people $100 now? They had lotteries in states. Hey, you'll win $50,000 if we draw your name. Wink, wink. And, you know, Mike, you're trying to buy people to take the poison. And you wonder why people like me, the black community, the black community is super against this crap. And they should be. It doesn't work. Nowhere near like you think it does. You're lying about it because the CDC, you know, where we get information, said it's not working to the level. So we have to mask up. The vaccines aren't working. If you have a compromised or weak immune system, if you are overweight, if you are elderly and have some of these extras, 
This is coming to a town near you. You're going to likely get this. Life choices and just age. Remember, the disease is killing people above the national death rate. Men at 77, people are averaging the age of 78 or dying because of this. So it's not really changing anything. These people, on average, were going to be dying. Sorry, that's just life. Life has an end. But the poor poison into perfectly healthy bodies? Children are having more issues with masks than ever had with this vaccine or COVID itself. Kids are getting polyps. They're getting lung issues. Wearing these stupid masks all the time. And they have virtually no data out there says they have a problem. That they're all good. It's the people over the age of 70, 75, and 80. And those that are super unhealthy, have pre-existing conditions, and probably weigh 400 pounds. Will other people get sick from it? Yes. Will it be as bad? Probably not. When we're talking about numbers, 99.9% of the people won't have an issue at all. They're just going to go, maybe have a symptom or two. Maybe they'll be feel like crap for five days, whatever. But they're going to live. People that had it are getting it again and are vaccinated. They're straight up saying that if you got this naturally, that your immune system is in better shape than whether you got it from the vaccine. So getting it naturally, per the science, is better for you than going and getting the damn shot that doesn't seem to work because you still got to wear a mask. This is so upside down, so inside out, the confusion they wonder why it's all because of them. Every week I play videos, read emails, share the data. Every week it contradicts the week before. Every week. There is a bigger game afoot that involves governments, politicians, scientists, corporations. There's money to be made, there's power to seize, and there's victims. And there's people to blame. They will blame those that choose not to get vaccinated. Everything bad from here on out will be our fault, even though the data says fully vaccinated people are just, in some cases, worse, causing more problems than not. Massachusetts, keep your hat on. Remember, Pfizer's recommending a third dose. Yeah, I'll pass. We'll just see what comes next week, because there's going to be a whole load of new stuff. There is every week. We spend $250 billion a year on defense, and here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. Chairman Joe, what did Joe do this week? Well, he did a couple things. <laughs> and I figured, why not end the podcast with some giggles? Because the potato was in rare form. I mean, if so good, there's a clip. I might just keep that in the rotation forever because it was too good. But we are sitting here with Chairman Joe, and he's talking to people about brush fires in Delaware. And he says this. You know, you, you, I, I come from the state of Delaware. Uh, and, uh, you know, you had, we had more acreage burn last year than the state of Delaware and Maryland combined. Combined. Okay, potato. So let me get this straight. The entire state of Delaware burned down last year with forest fires. This is what he's saying. And I'll tell you what he was trying to refer to. But he's saying the entire state of Delaware burned down because the acreage was more than Delaware and Maryland combined. <laughs> well, if the entire state of Delaware burned down, which it didn't, it didn't even have one brush fire for all I know. <laughs> but he's saying that Delaware and a whole other state burned down Delaware. I was like, what what he he was trying to talk about the size of fires in Montana that there was a fire that was bigger than the state of Delaware. Well, I don't know if you all know, but Delaware is kind of small. It's like just a little bigger than Rhode Island, so that's really not that hard out west. Just boop, there's a fire now that's bigger than <laughs> Northern California. That's bigger than Delaware, where I'm from, and you know it's bigger than Delaware. <laughs> what the hell? So yeah, Delaware completely burned to the ground last year, and it's twice you know it's the size of Delaware and Maryland combined. He just can't help himself. He's just that confused old man that just grabs stories. I mean, you know, he used to drive an 18-wheeler. See, he was at the Mack truck plant this week. This was great. 
I don't have time to play the clips, but he basically said he's walking around the plant and he's talking to the plant president and the guy's going, he's like, well, you know, you're making all American. That's amazing. He goes, I'm the only administration that's about, you know, all, all American product. And I'm like, um, Trump, do you now remember the guy you just replaced? And the guy from Mac tells Trump, because he's asked, well, how long have you guys been, uh, you know, doing this all American thing now, you know, and everything in house. He goes, oh, last four years. Um, who was the president four years ago and three years ago and two years ago and a year ago? <laughs> it was Trump, numbnuts. And he's taking credit for, oh, look at all this American stuff. But he actually told the guys on the plane, yeah, I used to drive an 18-wheeler. And everyone went, Arr! wait, what? You drove an 18-wheeler. When did you pull this off? So they asked the White House. And the White House was like, well, you know, he was a passenger in one once. And, oh, well, you know, I fly a plane every once in a while. I guess that makes me a pilot. What? <laughs> yes, I'm a pilot because I've flown on a plane before. That's the logic. This guy is unbelievably disconnected and stupid. Some is age. Some of it is he's stupid. Now, we're going to have this next clip. And uh, <laughs> it's actually the one we was in the Mac plant. Play it. Back in 2009, during the so-called Great Recession, the president asked me to be in charge of managing that piece, then President Trump. Excuse me, Freudian slip. That was the last president. He caused, anyway, that was President Obama when I was vice president. <laughs> the potato doesn't even know what a Freudian slip is. He just threw it out there. Oh, Freudian slip. <laughs> Trump, I mean, Obama. Well, you know, the guy, whoever, you know, the other guy, Freudian slip. This guy is just, it's all downhill, and I'm going to prove it. This guy should be removed from office immediately. We're going to have a little fun in a game right now. Go on social media because the question is, what the hell did Joe just say? What must be what? What must be what? Oh my God. Okay. He said that. I don't know what he said. Nobody really knows what he said. So he's being asked by a reporter outside as he's walking on, you know, all timid and scooching along in the grass like an old fart um, <laughs> about immigration and using reconciliation. And, and <laughs> Biden comes up to her and he says, he yells at her. What must be what? Does it not? My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. Somebody wiped the president's butt? What did he just say? My butt's been wiped. <laughs> My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. Let's go on social media. <laughs> tell us. What the hell do you think he just said? He just walked right up to her and just yelled. My butt's been wiped. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy on us all. That dude's cheese has slid off his cracker. My butt's been wiped. Oh, oh man. We're screwed. <laughs> this is, we gotta win 22. We gotta win the House and the Senate and just blow it up and just tell those Democrats to shut the hell up and go away. They can just pack up and head to Cuba or Venezuela. And, I don't want to play anymore. You know, whatever. My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wet. I, I, nobody knows what he said. Cause you know why? No one asked the follow up to that. What the hell did you just say? Why did you just say whatever you just said? Nothing. We just pretend that everything's just good. And crazy Joe's just, he's just quirky. That dude ain't right. And he proves it every week with my butt's been wiped. Well, that's this week. Thank you all for listening. Share with friends. Encourage friends and family to spread the word. Build the audience, people. It's all up to you. Be the peace. What must be what? That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember. 
You are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America.